Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Anna Krusik Podcast. You are listening to episode number 83. Today on tap, we're talking about all of the craziness in the world and how you can take a breath and sing. I'm Ann Molesky, and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anna Krusik Podcast. Today's episode of the Anna Krusik Podcast is brought to you by my free music teacher challenge, Power Up Your Lesson Planning, Five Secrets in Five Days to Music Lesson Magic. In this five-day challenge, you will snag my lesson template for teaching, develop anchors for each lesson, discover where to find stuff to put in those lessons, learn how to develop meaningful assessment, and finally put your planning on autopilot. For each of these five days, you'll get emailed lessons directly to your inbox with videos and action items, as well as daily live question and answers and focus worksheets to help you get your process down. And did I mention there's going to be prizes? That's right. What would a challenge be without a winner here and there? Y'all deserve to treat yourself, and I have a few things up my sleeve to make that happen. So when you're ready to join us, head to anacruzic.com forward slash challenge. Woo. All right, y'all. I am recording this episode on Monday, March 16th, 2020, the day that I thought we were going to begin the the music teacher lesson planning challenge that I have ready for all of you and you heard me talk about just a couple of seconds ago. But that has been postponed for obvious reasons and I'm planning to do it in the coming weeks, um, maybe in the next month when the dust has kind of settled. Because as I've mentioned to those of you inside of the Anacrusic community and elsewhere, that's just not what we need as a music education community right now. So rest assured that it definitely will happen, but it's just going to be postponed to a to-be-determined date. But that's not what this episode is is about, not even in the slightest. So this COVID-19 stuff is bananas. I don't know about you guys, but I literally feel like I am living in an alternate universe. (laughs) And I'll admit that a week ago, I did not expect all of this. I was taking it too casually and thought it was just kind of like the flu. And I had a pretty good shot of being okay. But now that things have drastically changed, I have to admit that my own personal anxiety is heightened, especially as a mother of two young children and a husband who is not on the front lines in the emergency room, but is in the healthcare profession and still seeing patients on a regular basis. And I don't have anxiety for just my immediate family, but also for my extended family and for my friends and for all of you and for my community and really everyone, because this is just such a weird time. And it's definitely a weird time for us in education and music education as we move to this unprecedented remote teaching or however you're being asked to teach that's in a very, very different 
state than what we've had to do in the past. I had a very interesting conversation last week with someone who is trying to to get at what it is exactly that I do. And it's easy to say I am a music teacher. I think it makes sense to people and they can remember when they played recorder because that's usually the first thing that comes out or when they, they did their first grade musical or whatever it might be. But it's more difficult for me personally to talk about what I do on this podcast and what I do inside of my resources and in the sequencing solution and in that upcoming now postponed planning challenge where I really make it my mission to be in community with all of you who are teachers of children. And as I was trying to explain it to her, I found myself saying, you know, I really help music teachers develop their own curriculum and figure out how best to feel like the musicians that they are when teaching the musicians that they have in their classrooms. And what's so funny is so much of what we do does take place in our physical classrooms. So much of what we live and breathe relies on that live piece, relies on that community piece where our students can actively engage with music making and with one another. And right now that's gone. I mean, I don't know about you, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it literally feels like we are just in the middle of the apocalypse week, and last week everything shut down, and then it started snowing on Friday, and I thought, okay, I'm literally just waiting for the spaceship to come. Let me go grab a snack before I meet the end of time. But the thing that has kept me grounded in teaching and teaching music has not been that physical space. It's always been the impact. And the fact that as a music teacher, I am impacting students not only when they're actually in my classroom, but helping to pump them up and helping to give them a voice and helping them to be creative and to realize their own creativity and their own innate humanhood and their personhood. And I told this person that I was having this conversation about what I do with and trying to explain it, that when I made the shift from teaching full-time in the classroom to teaching part-time with the local youth chorus and then spending as much time as possible working with all y'all and this great community of music educators, it was a really difficult shift for me because the reason I became a teacher And we talked about this so much, but the reason that I became a teacher is because I knew that I was bringing music to so many people and having such a great impact in that way by teaching all the students on my campus, you know, 600 or 700 or however many hundreds I saw. But by working with all of you, if I could inspire you or help you, and then you pass on that gift of music making to all of your students, the impact is exponential. And this is exactly what I told her, you know, that person who just couldn't wrap her brain around Anna Krusik. I said, yes, I'm a music teacher and I work with music teachers to figure out the best way to bring music to kids, but I'm really in the business of people and finding ways to be as impactful as possible so that teachers can take all of that to their students and it can spread like wildfire. So then when all this digital learning stuff started happening, I jumped on the bandwagon of providing free resources and worksheets and lessons that you can throw in because we panicked. And if you haven't seen any of that, join the Anna Krusik Insiders group. That's where all of it's kind of being kept right now. Many of you, by the time you listen to this podcast, will likely have been teaching virtually for a week at least. And so without having any experience teaching an actual K through 12 music class virtually, I tried to help. I tried to think of what I could do to help everybody in this panic situation. And if you saw any of my Facebook lives or those posts inside the group, you probably heard me equate these last couple days 
to the early days of having a newborn because we're trying to survive with something that we've literally never done before. And as my friend Beth Thillman says over at Choir Baton, you didn't learn how to teach your classroom in a day, and you're not going to learn to teach it online in a day. So we really need to give ourselves some grace. So I was browsing Facebook and Instagram way more than I should have this past weekend, and that's a separate conversation that we can have about what we're consuming, especially in these times and how helpful it actually is. But I personally was on way more than I should have been. But I was also talking to colleagues that I really respect, like my friend Beth and also my friend Victoria Bowler. And it was actually Victoria who pointed out so eloquently, as she does, that even though the medium by which we're teaching music has changed, the method by which we're actually being asked to teach children has changed, the objective is still the same. And as y'all know, my objectives are making music instruction and creating musical experiences that are purposeful, sequential, and joyful, honor my teacher-musician self, and promote active music making. And although I am not in the situation that I'm used to making all of those things happen, that doesn't mean I can't still use those three things as my guideposts. It doesn't mean I can't still focus on making the best decisions I can with the information and the resources that I have at the time. And again, going back to what I was talking to that lady about, yes, I teach music and I am a music teacher and I am a teacher musician, but I am really in the business of people and finding ways to ultimately help as many children as possible feel like their most musical selves. And the way that I find myself reaching that goal is being with all of you. So what does this mean for the coming weeks? Well, as I mentioned, the challenge is postponed till probably the beginning of April, at least. I know it's something that folks were very excited about, and I was as well, but it just didn't feel right to have it start this week, today. I know that I wouldn't have been able to give it the headspace that it deserved and that all of you deserve, and I think it's best to just let things settle a bit. So if you're looking forward to it, rest assured it's definitely 100% going to happen. We just need some time. And what does this mean for your music classes? And quite honestly, there is literally as many answers to that question as there are music teachers in our country and our world, because everybody's doing something different right now. Some folks are being asked not to send anything to families. Some teachers are being asked to put together packets to take home. Some folks are being asked to use Google Classroom or interactive apps like Seesaw or Flipgrid. And some are still being asked to hold classes virtually through live stream or a recorded video or a class platform like Canvas. So inside of the Insiders group, I've included some free resources of my own that lend themselves to some of the fillers, some of those one-off fillers that you could use in a pinch, and I'm happy to share those with you. And I've also included a resource roundup of other things that you could use to plan your lessons. And a lot of my sharing of those resources, I want to admit to you, was a little bit in that panic mode, but they're there if you need them in that pinch. But I did find myself, as the weekend went on, realizing that that kind of one-off teaching instruction or copying a worksheet is not true to me and who I am as a teacher and a teacher educator. So I want to continue to share things that are useful to you, but it might not be in the way of things that you can copy and post in your class portal. Okay, the good news is there are lots of those resources going around, and so if you aren't too sure where to look, please let me know. Send me a message, send me an Instagram DM, um, jump on Facebook, and let me know, and I'll point you in the right direction. 
but I also want you to rest assured that I am going to bring you things in the coming weeks that you can immediately put into your classroom no matter what medium you're in. We're going to figure out ways to adapt and adjust to this time-bound situational and definitely always changing deal that is happening. But I want to make sure that I'm staying true to that teacher musician self and to my three pillars of Anna Krusik and giving you things that are going to enhance your music teacher life, whether you are teaching from a computer screen or you're back in your classroom very, very soon, which we are all hopeful for. I also want to say that I know that this too shall pass. I don't know how long, and I hope it's sooner rather than later, but realistically, I think we might be in for all of this longer than we may have initially thought. And so my commitment to you is to be here to support you as much as I can in whatever situation you may be finding yourself in, but also for when you can get back to work that feels like quote unquote normal. And what I love to do is to help you find your way to be more purposeful, sequential, and joyful, and find your way to be the best teacher musician you can be, and find your way to promote as many active music-making experiences as possible in your classroom. And like I mentioned, as soon as the dust settles, that's exactly what we're going to do. So, you know, it's funny, you might not know this about me, and I promise it's related, but I actually have really crippling performance anxiety. (laughs) It started when I was in high school, and I always wanted to sing for our school variety show. And I learned as time went on that I did much better when I played the piano because then I didn't have to look out at the crowd and I had that comfort piece to ground me. So if I had the piano, I felt like I had my roots holding me in place, kind of keeping me together. But before I discovered that, I would really psych myself out before I was about to go on stage. And you know, my dad was my high school band director, so he was often there right before I would step out on stage. And I remember him kind of looking at me like, are you serious? Why are you nervous? And he just said, oh, Annie, just take a deep breath and sing. So that's what I want to say to all of you. You are in this teaching thing because it's meaningful to you. You don't get up every day and jump in your car for the number of zeros on your paycheck. You don't stay behind at the end of the day to plan because you don't have anything else to do. You do all of those things because you know you are in the business of people and you are in the business of impacting children. And it just so happens that music is the way that you bring all of that to them. And now is when they need that more than ever. So please give yourself some grace. And like Beth says, you aren't going to learn it all in a day, and that's okay. And like Victoria says, your objective is still the same. So just take a deep breath and do the next right thing with the information that you have. Take a deep breath and teach. Take a deep breath and sing. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode's live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacoustic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.